0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. Choose faith over fear. Amen. Have faith in your wife instead of being afraid of her. What next She's going to do to hurt you? Somebody to close that door for me, please. Thank you. Have faith in your husband. Don't wake up in the morning wondering what she's going what he's gonna do to hurt you. When the enemy tries to bring into your mind that your husband doesn't love you, say I reject it because uh, that's you trying to put fear in my mind. Because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but that of power and love and sound mind. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says, "For God, some of this, for God." For God has not given you and me a spirit of fear, of, in- of timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. Every day, all throughout this year, you will have opportunity to make choices. You will have opportunity to choose between living your life in fear of what bad thing may happen next or living in faith in God and believing that God is in absolute control of your life. You can choose to believe that God is in total control of your life, that he will take care of you and provide for you and your family, that he will shield you with his grace, that he will lift you up when you are down, that he will minister to you when there is nobody else to minister to you. You can wake up in the morning and know that God will take care of you and provide for you that good things have been stored up in the heavenlies for you by God himself. On the other hand, you can wake up in the morning and choose to go around consumed with fear. Don't you know that there are millions of people in this country who wake up in the morning and they are afraid of what next is going to happen to hurt them. The choice is yours and no one else's. It's very sad, though, but a lot of people, including God's people, they choose to live their lives in fear instead of faith. But like I've said to you before, I personally have made up my mind to choose faith over love, over fear. I choose faith and love over fear. of the I choose faith and love over fear. I am not going to feed my fears. You know how you feed your fears? You listen to people who talk about their husbands and their wives, how bad they are. And you wonder, why did you marry them? They, 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 they are always talking about how bad the economy is. How that they are laying up people at work. They don't know that whether they're going to be the next. But even if they lay you off, I promise you that God is going to take good care of you. Amen. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I promise you that he is. That's why you have to focus on God instead of your job. Thank God for the job. The job is a means, but God is your source. I am not going to feed my fears. I am actually going to activate my faith. How do you do it? By soaking in, gulping in, craving for the word of God. I am not expecting our children to cause us problems. Instead, I'm expecting them to excel in school, excel in wherever they are, and make a difference in the lives of other children. Isn't that what the Word of God says? He says, do not fear, for I am with you. Who is speaking here? God is saying, do not fear. This is somebody who says, do not fear. God says it's with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you when you are weak. I will help you when you need help. I will hold you up when you are down. And I will do that with my righteous right hand. Somebody say amen to that. If you live in fear instead of... Faith in God, fear will rob you of your physical and emotional strength. May I say that again? Yes. You don't want to live in fear because fear has uh, the ability to rob you of physical and emotional strength. Keeps you up in the night you can't sleep, get you so worried that you become so frenzy and snap at anything that comes your way. Keep you sad, it will make you depressed, it will make you miserable, it will make you lonely, even in the midst of a crowd of people. Too many people are missing out on God's joy, they're missing out on God's peace, they're missing out on God's victory, for this is the victory that overcomes the world. Christ Jesus in you is victory, amen? Amen. This is because, you know what, too many people are missing out on God's joy and peace and victory. You know why? Because they keep giving in to their fears fear of death. One day you're going to die. Fear of sickness. But the Bible tells us that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. He says that he will give his angels... Command over you, Ezel, to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they will hold you up, lest you dash your foot upon the stone. He says that you will tread upon the lion and the otter. You will tread upon serpents. He said no evil shall befall you, no scourge shall come near your tent. Because God will take care of you from the beginning to the end. They are afraid of death and sickness. If they are afraid that they might get robbed or lose their job. No, 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 no. Believe that your job is not your source. God is your source. And if anybody dares take that job from you, they're going to be sorry because God is going to give you a business that's bigger than that job. God's going to give you a job. He's not just going to give you a job. He's going to give you a position that you will give people jobs. There are people are going around worrying about the relationship might not work. If God puts you into a relationship, he's going to make it work. Even if God did not put you in the, his mercy and his grace, he's going to cause it to work. Yeah. They feed their fears by what they see, what they hear, and what they meditate on. In other words, they are always looking for something wrong here and there, something bad here and there, in their wives, in their husbands, in their jobs, in their business, and so on. They feed it by what they see and what they hear and what they meditate on. They worry about all the bad things that could happen to them. Let me tell you this, my friend, beginning this morning, I want to encourage you to make a decision that you are going to live in faith in God and his goodness and faithfulness. How many people can truly from your heart say that despite what you are going through now that God has been good to you? The very fact that you are here this morning, it's a testament to the fact that God is good. The fact that you are breathing this morning is a testament to the fact that God is good. Yes. Yes. Somebody says, well, you don't know how I'm breathing, but you are still breathing. Yes. If the enemy had his way, he would have taken you out. Remember how, remember how many times he tried to take your breath out from you, yes. but you came back. Yes. Yes. You are still here. That's a testament to the fact that God is good, Tanisha. Yeah, yeah. I want to encourage you to make a decision that you are going to live in faith. Faith in God. Faith in his goodness. Faith in his faithfulness. God is faithful. Somebody say, God is faithful. Yeah. So when, sometimes we take these words and we try to uh, uh, imagine how difficult it is to understand them. The, the word faithful comes from the word Towards faith and food. In other words, God is full of faith. If you have used up your own faith, hook onto God. If you have used up your faith, actually, you need to hook onto God because God is always full of faith. When you hook onto God, your faith is not going to run out. Run out. Because you are always going to be tapping. You know, that the tap is already open. Amen? Amen. You cannot have too much faith when you are hooked to the word of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen? They worry about, people go around worrying about anything. I want to encourage you to just tap into God's faith. Make a decision that you are going to live faith in God because God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. That means that God doesn't change. His faith doesn't change. His faith doesn't run out. When you you don't have enough faith for healing, His faith will heal you. May I say that again? When you don't have enough faith to to endure any situation, His faith will keep you up. He will uplifts you. He will lift you up. That's why I encourage you to wake up every morning expecting good surprises from God. Let me say that again. Wake up every morning expecting good surprises. Not waking up in the morning and wondering what bad thing is going to happen. What your wife is going to say to throw you off what your husband is going to do to hurt you. You, don't, you, you. you don't believe it, but there are people that wake up in the morning like that. They're afraid to live, but they're also afraid to die. And you wonder, what do you want? <laughs> Expect God to heal you of the condition that you've been struggling for years. Yeah, yeah. Expect for your spouse to be saved and to begin to serve the Lord. Amen? Yeah. How many of you know that for many of us, probably for all of us here, somebody gave up on you before you came to the knowledge of the Lord? Even after you came to the knowledge of the Lord and you backslid, somebody gave up on you. How about you just give your husband, your wife, your children a chance? Yes, I want you to wake up in the morning and expect a huge financial blessing to run after you and wrestle you down. Yes. Could come from your job, could come from somebody who put you in their will, can come from settlement, can just come from God touching somebody's heart and asking that person to be a blessing to you. How many of you know that it doesn't matter who you are, God can touch somebody's heart to be a blessing to you? By the way, Lee, I want you to put me down for an extra $100 a month towards the sign because I know that the Lord spoke to me when you were standing here. Let me tell you this. Faith and fear, they work out the same way. If you meditate on God's goodness and faithfulness, it's going to build up your Faith. But if you meditate on what the enemy is going to be doing to you, it's going to build up your faith, your fear. Let me go over that, especially for those people watching online. If you ponder over God's goodness, God's faithfulness, God's love to you, it's going to bump up your faith. But if you continue to ponder on the bad economy, what people are doing, the terrorists, the pandemic, guess what it's going to do? It's going to build yeah, fear. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But fear comes by hearing and hearing the word of the enemy. The enemy says, you're not going to be living. You're going to die. No, I am going to live and fulfill my destiny. Amen. Faith and fear, they work in the same way. But also, let me also tell you that faith and fear are contagious. 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty-three says, "Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals." I wonder, did you know that the faith that faith and fear? Are contagious that doesn't mean that if you get close to somebody who walks by faith faith is gonna jump on you but if you stick with somebody who is always afraid that fear is gonna jump on you how many of you have ever been in a condition that it seemed like the world was on fire but when you came to this church and you sat and you received the word all of a sudden something in the inside of you says, it's not that bad. I am not actually doing, I'm not actually doing that bad. Why did I think that way? But how many of you also have been in the Word and also you move to a situation that people are talking about either pandemic or divorces and so on and so forth, and all of a sudden that Spirit tries to jump on you. And if you don't watch out, that Spirit can attach itself to you. That is why if you want to be a faith-filled individual, then hang around faith-filled people. That also means that, you know, the church that you go to and receive, what you receive in your church is either going to build your faith or derail your faith. I'm not talking about Abundant Life Word Fellowship. Because some people are listening to me from England. Some people are listening to me in, in Africa. I, I'm, I'm saying wherever you go, hook wherever you are, whether you are watching me from England or from Canada or from anywhere, I want you to know that you need to stick with people who talk faith, live faith, and manifest faith. Listen to faith-filled messages. Not messages that tell you that you are a sinner, saved by grace. No, 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 you are the righteousness of God. Not not, not, not the, the messages that tell you that you are good for nothing. No, you are the righteousness of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of God, but you are still in the making. Can somebody say amen to that? So listen to faith-filled messages and they will build you up. Fellowship with those people who talk and live faith. Avoid those who habitually complain or you will be complaining like them. Don't choose as best friends those who are always complaining about the weather, they're complaining about how bad things are, they always look discouraged, they're always downhearted yes. because if you do, the low spirit will infect you. Before you know it, you'll be complaining, you will be griping, you will be moody just like them because even secular researchers have discovered that seeing... Fear in others can make you afraid. On the other hand, researchers have also shown that happy people pass on their good mood. So if your best friends are always complaining, talking about how bad things are and how they are always afraid, separate yourself from them. Steer clear of their gloom and doom. Do not judge them, though. Don't judge them, but don't always hang out with them. Always talking talking on the phone to somebody who is talking about who is putting their wife down, putting their husband down. Before you know it, you will be putting down your wife or putting down your husband or putting down your children or putting down your pastor. How many of you know that you need your pastor? And your pastor needs you. Don't judge them. Don't always hang out with them. Love them from a distance. Because if you don't, you will become like them. Find some new sets of friends who will encourage you to love your pastor, love your children, love your wife, and love your husband. Hang around with people who will not uh, uh, receive that nonsense of trying to put down your people who will rebuke you and say, Now listen, girl. Pray for that man. Uh, Love that man. Be there for that man. Because naturally, we want to hang around people who would feed our fears. Yes, do. But you know what the word of God tells us in Proverbs 27, 27 As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So your friend will sharpen your countenance. That is why you must get rid of bad news bearers. Otherwise, they will infect you with their negative attitude. Their worries, their fears, their discouragements will infect you. Are you people listening to me? We need this message on this Valentine's Day. And before you know it, you will be thinking and talking like them. And soon you will be as miserable and bitter as they are. That's why you must get rid of those bad influences in your life. Now, I'm not in any way suggesting that you be rude to any of your friends. Don't go around Telling your friends, Pastor, just just tell me to divorce you. Pastor, just just tell me to get now now get me out of that uh, situation. It's the situation between you and your God and the person. Amen? Amen. Ask God for wisdom to know how to deal with this situation. Be tactful. Be kind and respectful. How many of you know that you can love a person from a distance and still be tact and be respectful? But gradually pull away from them. Yes. Don't go to lunch with them. don't talk to the, on the phone with them. Not all the time. Don't spend all your day with them and then expect for something to be different in your house. What if the person is their relative? Because some of these guys listen to this message, oh, I, God just confirmed that I should divorce my husband and divorce my no, no. and that, that I should kick my child out. No, what if Mama kicks you out? The way that you used... many of us, did be, uh, forget the way that we used to be. We think that we have always been Christians. What if their relatives then ask God for grace and wisdom to love them? without participating in their doom and gloom. Ask for grace to love them right where they are. Don't try to preach to them because you've already done all the preaching that you should have done. You know, you did all the preaching three years ago. Don't preach to them because it worsens the situation. You probably have done all the preaching that you need to do. More preaching will do nothing but exacerbate the situation. I want to encourage you to get into the word of God and stay in the word of God. And God is going to make you healthy. Amen. Psalms 109 verse 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How many of you are going to let the word of God guide you? Show you what is on the ground and show you what is before you. Amen? Joshua 1 verse 8 says keep this book of the law always always On your lips, not curses and snapping back with evil. If you don't have enough of the word in you, get into the word and shut up until you get enough word to come out. Because I'm telling you, the enemy is going to put so much pressure on you. Just tell her like it is. And before very long, you're not going to have anybody to tell like it is. Because you're going to beat her up so much that she's going to say, I am just going to go out there and get a man who doesn't have anything that is willing to accept me like I am. I'm talking to someone. Keep the book of the law always, something always, on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. That means think of, let God's word roll in your heart, in your spirit. When you are going through and when everything is bright. So that you may be careful to do. In other words, if you don't let the word of God roll in your heart, then you're not going to be able to do right when you are under pressure. Yes, but when you meditate on the word of God and you stay on the word of God, and the word of God is in you, when you are under pressure, guess what is going to come out? Is the word of God. Yes, God, is God to do, to do. So, so then you will be careful. You want to be careful to do everything that is written in the word of God, then get the word into your heart. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Let me encourage you again, my friend, to get into the word of God and let it get into you. Instead of thinking like the word, think like the word. I've never heard anybody say that, except that the Holy Spirit just gave this to me. Instead of thinking like the world, think like the word. Instead, instead of talking like the world, speak God's promises read and meditate on God's word and confess God's promises regularly. Because if you do, you will be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. You will bear your fruit in the season. In other words, when you have the word of God in you, when the season comes for you to bear fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, and so on, it will, the fruit will come out. But if you do not Meditate on the word. If you are not planted in the word of God, guess what? All kinds of junk that you've been planted in will pop out when you are under pressure. Your wife doesn't even need to say you just good. So, what's good about this morning? What is good about this morning is that God gave you gave you to me so that you can rub off my rough edges. That's what's good about this morning. If you meditate on the Word of God, if you latch onto the Word of God, if you hold onto the Word of God, you will bear fruit in your season. Your season of temptation will come, but the fruit of the Spirit will Amen. pop out. Amen. Your leaves will not wither, and whatever you do will be prosperous and successful. Let me tell you this, my friend, you can't go around latching on the word of God, because God's word is a lamp unto your feet and a lamp unto your path. It will help you make the right choices and make the right decisions, and consequently you will thrive in the midst of unlikely environments. God's word is life to those who find them. That means that you have to find it. You have to find it. Somebody, you have to find it. That means that you have to go and look for it. It will free you from your corruptions. Isn't that what it says in Psalms number 119 verse 9? He says that the word of God will get rid of corruptions in you. It heals and delivers from destructions. Psalms 102 verse 20. God's word contains God's ability to perform what he says. God says, My word will not come to Pastor George and return to me void, but it will... He said, God's word will not come to me and return to him void but god's word will accomplish everything that god intended it to accomplish god's word contains healing power and as a matter of fact it is healing because god's word is god himself proverbs 2:20 20 to 22 says my son my daughter attend pay attention to my word Incline that is put your ear on my word, on my teaching. That word sayings is teachings. Let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are alive. Oh Jesus, they are alive. God's words are alive to those who find them. That means that if you don't find them, you are going to be dead. they are alive to those who find them and health to the flesh. Oh, you, yes. Do you know that what you hear affects your mood yes. and that your mood affects your health? Yes. Yes. yes, what you hear affects your mood and affects your health. That's why you need a good dose of God's Word, God's promises, encouragement in God's Word. Hallelujah! It is why you must fill your mind with the thoughts of victory, the thoughts of love, the thoughts of God's faithfulness. And this is why you need to stay away from negative people with negative messages. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says, A glad heart is good medicine. You did not hear me, did you? It says, A merry glad heart is good medicine. Could it be that you could come to the time that you don't need all of this medicine for depression and oppression and all these things if you learn how to develop a happy, I'm talking about happy, glad, joyful heart. A glad some of the, a glad heart. I can't just get away. It's a glad heart. I'm going to be glad in the Lord. I'm going to remember all of the good things that God has done for me. All of the good things that God has been to me. I'm going to be glad in the Lord. Irrespective of what is going on in the White House, irrespective of what is going on in the economy, irrespective of what is going on in the world, I'm going to be happy in the Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody here shout hallelujah. Say glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to surround myself with people who will speak faith into my life. Those who will tell me that I will live and not die. You need to surround yourself with people who will tell you that God is good, God is faithful. Who will tell you that regardless of the situation that you are going through now that God will come through for you. That is why you need to belong to a good church. A good church that teaches the word. A good church that pumps God into you. Instead of popping fear into you. Popping doubt into you. A good church that the pastor will look at you and say, girl you're going to live. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what you see in the world. You shall live. You shall not die. God's going to complete that which he started in you. He's going to supply all of your needs according to his riches. Woo, Jesus! According to his riches in glory by his son Christ Jesus. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not stay away from church meetings. Thank God that uh, some of you in England who are not able to be here, you are connecting uh, online. Somehow connect to a church right where you are now. Connect to a church. Set aside that time that you should have been in church. Either come to church or just devote that junk of time. And say, I'm going I'm to worship with my church. I'm going to go through everything that is done in the church. I'm going to receive the word. Let us not stay away from church meetings. Some people are doing this all the time. That is Hebrews 10.25 in the New Living Version. Come each Comfort, in other words, when we come, we comfort, we strengthen each other. Comfort each other as you see the day of his return is coming. There is no doubt that fear is contagious. But let me tell you this. The good news is that faith is even more contagious. Just as you can be talked into bad day. How many of you already started feeling good this morning? Let me see, how many of you uh, I, I, I believe that you felt better yeah. right this moment yeah. Yeah. than you were when you walked in here? Yeah. Yeah. Just as you can be talked into a bad day, the reverse can take place. You can, be, you can receive enough pumping of faith into you that you say, hey, devil, come, come on, come on. Satan, you can bring your worst, but you know what I've got? The God who catches the bullet before it reaches me. Just like you can be talked to becoming moody, you can be talked into having a good and exciting day. Yes, fear is contagious, but joy spreads like a good cologne. I got that from the Holy Spirit. It says the news of victory is contagious. In fact, it's spreads like wildfire. People, it is important that you surround yourself with optimistic faith. Are you listening to me? That you... Surround yourself with optimistic, faith-filled people. Not those who always see the worst in the best situation. Now, let me ask you this. Do you want to stay healthy? Then stay around those who will make you laugh, Not people who will always talk about the doom and the gloom. The bad news in the nation. Stay around people who will make you laugh. Not those who will always see something wrong in the world and something wrong in you. Not those people who will just tolerate you, but people who will celebrate you. Let me again encourage you to get into the word of God. Let the word of God take root in you. Instead of thinking like the world, think like the word. Instead of talking like the world, Talk God's promises. Expect great things, and they will be attracted to you. Because if you do, God will surprise you with blessings that are out of this world. Was somebody blessed this morning? Come and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say glory. Say Jesus. Jesus. So, Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our heart, we thank you. We celebrate you. We adore you. We acknowledge you. Oh, you're such an awesome, powerful, wonderful. How can we describe you? Amen, brother. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Utah. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God' best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.